0: This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at
1: InfinitePotato.com I'm Jared Stern. I'm also Jared Stern. And you're Between Two <laughs> Sterns. Dude... The week I have fucking had Yeah I mean I I know Hello everyone Welcome we're recording, <laughs> we're recording Wednesday And I know you thought we couldn't get any zanier than last week Yeah With Christopher But Buckle up Because this one's going to be an episode
2: So from what I understand We almost had to rename the podcast <laughs> from, from between two sterns To next to one stern <laughs>
1: That, that's about right. I've uh, I had I've been told by many people that I've been underplaying this, but I had a, a near-death experience um, on Sunday. There, there, there's a story that leads into this story for kind of like an overarching thing. Um, I know we like to usually leave the meat of our episode somewhere in the middle, but I think for this week, it makes more sense to start off with it. And ironically, my brother, who I've talked about quite a bit on the podcast... Is was out here this week to witness this thing. So I got him on standby. I want to bring him in to kind of jump in and fill in information as it goes from his perspective. So if you just wait one second.
2: Literally my brother from another mother.
1: (laughs) That's right. There he is. There he is. Connor Stern. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh I can hear you. This is Connor Stern, the first Stern to ever appear between two Sterns.
0: Yes, the first other Stern between yes. two Sterns. The Stern universe expands. The Stern cinematic universe expands. And now yes, we're including yes. uh, Falcon. The Sterniverse? The
1: Sterniverse. I like it. <laughs> That's I'm proud
0: to be a member.
1: That's the title of the episode. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let's just see. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of time. So, yeah. I, as Jared and I were just talking, um, you know, you two have never met before. So this is a fun introduction, Connor, Jared, Jared, Connor. Um, I, only,
2: I only know what I've seen on Facebook.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and Jared, I've heard about you, or I've known about you for 15 years. <laughs> uh, there's a slight difference in, uh, in awareness for each other.
1: As I've said, I've talked about this situation with virtually anyone who will listen to me talk about it uh, for the past 15 years. Connor,
2: has the podcast lived up to the 15 years of buildup?
0: Mm, good question. Yeah, I would say for me personally, as someone who's known the history of you through the eyes of my brother, uh, for sure. I'm still kind of in disbelief, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> up until now, I just kind of assumed you were a paid actor or possibly oh, a motion capture CGI creation that Jared's kind of deep faking uh, human's head onto.
1: So. To to lead you into the death story, I think it's important to start with the the systematically destroying my already fragile ego that was this weekend with Connor visiting. And so Connor flew in from the East Coast uh, and prior to him flying in, a friend of Julie's reaches out to us and says, hey, um, I need to do like this photo shoot for this wine company do you meaning julie me and anybody else want to jump in it's like a couple of hours of us drinking wine on the beach they're going to take our picture and they're going to pay you 100 bucks to do so i was like you had me at simply drinking alcohol on the beach and a hundred dollars hell yeah so arguably and i know we've gotten into this jared but part of my insecurity about the way i look is that connor is an exceptionally attractive man has Was a gymnast when he was younger, has always been in shape. I'm going to mute him quickly so he can't argue about this. But he's always been the more attractive male Stern individual, right? I can usually hold my own when he's not around, but I got to turn up the charm and the humor when he is around (laughs) because I got to compensate somehow. So we all go down to the beach and literally this entire weekend that Connor was out here, Julie planned a meal for every meal. Like, we ate three times a day and, like, ate non It was like a competitive eating competition this weekend. Yeah, it was a marathon, for sure. So by the time Saturday rolled around, which is when we recorded this thing, I was feeling a little, I was feeling already a little Tim Allen from the Santa Claus, like, day uh-huh. three or four of him not understanding the transformation. Connor, having the metabolism of a jackrabbit, says that he felt full, but still looked like a cross between Captain America and Thor, you know, somewhere in that wheelhouse. So we get down to the beach and this is not just a casual photo shoot with our friend Lauren. They have like professionals there with cameras and lighting. The first indication that this was a poor idea was that they asked us, hey, can you help us transport some of this equipment down to the beach? and then grabbed fucking none of their own equipment. So everybody portions off, you know, a couple of people grab some towels, a chair here and there. And what is left for Connor and I is the entire case of alcohol and a cooler on wheels. Now, Jared, it doesn't take an animation expert to understand the humor of trying to drag something that's on wheels through the sand. It's very difficult to do. And so we drag this thing all the way to the middle of the sand, then we find out we're not even drinking real alcohol. They're empty cans. What? Right. So now it's gone from we're just going to hang out on the beach drinking some wine and people are taking pictures of us to they're sectioning us off into groups. And as I'm sitting there with Connor, slightly irritated, I hear, we hear from the distance, well, it looks like the two of them are brothers. So we should probably split them up. And I'm like, God damn it. You got to be kidding me. So Connor and I get separated into two groups. I'm in group one and I'm sitting down there and I'm plastering on the smile and and doing all of the years of acting where I'm just like, hey guys, how you doing? Julie's like, are you having fun? And I'm like, not even in the slightest. (laughs) Please don't let the way I look confuse you. Based off of my upbringing and my skills, I can be very irritated on the inside but look like I'm okay on the outside. And so she is, a Julie's just a rock star. She's trying to make light jokes of it it's fine. So we end up flipping. We're only shooting for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, great. This is going to be super quick. They're going to shoot a couple of group shots and then we're done. Connor's group comes in and Connor's group is arguably the younger group. There's no question about that. There's, there's a definitive age gap between the two categories. And I know this because they asked me and Julie to do a couple of shots, just walking on the beach just a little bit. And it was like, even old people drink this as well. Like the whole thing is supposed (laughs) to be like the white claw of wine, right? It's like, look at this old modern couple like walking on the beach, drinking it. So Connor's group goes, Connor crushes it. They come back over. We've been doing it for maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe, maybe an hour at that point. So now we're sitting there, we're happy. Now we're all drinking some wine. We're allowed to drink a little bit of wine. Not the stuff they're selling, but other wine off camera, it makes no sense. And we're just trying to get an idea of what's going on. And one girl who we've been talking to goes over and kind of asks and she comes back and she goes, okay, now we're going to do, it seems like they're going to do a photo shoot with just the guys and then maybe a couple of girls and then we're going to be done. Now it's important to note that there are four guys on this photo shoot. Connor, what are the two other guys' names? They're the same name. I forget their name. Both are named Anthony. Anthony Anthony. and Anthony and me. Okay. Okay. So... The PA or whoever grabs the Anthony's, pulls them over, comes over to grab me and Connor for the all-guys shoot and goes, uh, hey, Connor, can, can we just grab you for one second? Pulls Connor up and takes those three guys over to shoot oh, no. and leaves me behind. So was this a, a shirts-off no, photo shoot? No, no shirts on. Shirts okay. On. Exactly. Okay. It, it was so case, bad man? that like... <laughs> We were sitting there in a group, and our friend Lauren at one point was just like, I just feel like they're not giving us a lot of direction. I'm a little self-conscious about like the direction I'm getting. And I'm sitting there drinking wine. I'm going, Lauren, can't be as self-conscious as them doing an entire guy shoot and me being the only man who was not invited to go do it. There's something to be said about that. Well, you see, they
2: wanted to make sure that they had one person between two Anthony's.
0: Exactly. I actually asked them. They're like, "Yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. It's called Between Two Hands." <laughs> like, oh man, this is awkward. Now you're stepping on his his podcast game. Come on. Hey, so by already- the way, there's the title. <laughs> right. Well, we're gonna get to that later because I had some thoughts on that with the second the second story that's coming up.
1: So okay. I'm already frustrated and irritated, and we're about to lead into the second story. And Julie's introducing me to people trying to cheer me up. Right? She knows and I'm not frustrated that I'm not in the photo. I know that I look like a beached whale right now. I've been trying to lose weight, but then Connor and I have decided to eat all of the food in Orange County. I'm not standing up. I told you we hide it well. I I understand that this is confusing to you, but like.
2: It it really is because you're not, you, you don't, you're not currently presenting as outwardly morbidly obese.
1: I know how to cheat the angles. It's a stern quality that we've cultivated for years okay Julie's trying to cheer me up introducing me to people and being like yeah he has a podcast he's a stand-up comedian this is my boyfriend JR now I've explained to you that she introduces me to JR as everyone because of Nasta and the whole breath of God thing if you don't know what I'm talking about please go back and listen to episode I believe it's 10. 10 Episode Mm -hmm. 10, we talk about how I went and saw a psychic one time with Julie, and instead of doing a very short reading, she kept me for like three hours to tell me that I'm the breath of God, all right? But the important thing about that is that the name Jared is unlucky. Uh, Cotter's cracking up laughing on camera because...
0: (laughs) Uh, Because I have to be the brother of God, I guess, a brother (laughs) of the breath of God.
1: You're Joseph. Joseph? No, he was... Jimmy, I forget. Jesus had some brother. I forget what his name was. Anyway, so she's introducing me as Jr., and I'm just irritated at this point. I'm like, Babe, can you please stop introducing me as Jr.? I'm done being Jr. Jared gets me nothing. Not on the beach. Not in the photo shoot. Nothing. I'm doing a podcast called Between Two Sterns, where both of our names are Jared. I'm trying to stay on brand. We're done. You can call me Jr. Don't introduce me as Jr. ever again. She goes fine. And then the title card comes up. Twelve hours later. So the next morning, Connor and I do what we normally do, which is we try and plan like one like big thing that we do throughout the week when we get to see each other. And we've been doing bike rides more often than not. So I think I told you in one podcast, or maybe privately, like right before I left to come to California, Connor and I did like a six hour bike ride through Washington, DC. Yep. And it was like an epic, it was so cool. Like we got to literally ride right up to the monuments. It was really fantastic. So I have this trail that I've been doing in uh, Orange County, which I've never gone past a certain point. And it goes through all these different terrains. It's a really beautiful bike path, really well done. There's a lot of topography, but it's just a generally good, you come out into this beautiful open water area and you bike along the water, but I'd never gone past a certain point because it's a long bike ride. And I, you know, got tired to turn back. So we have everything prepped and planned. Halfway through the bike ride and we're literally coming up on the part that I had never gone past. I was like, hey, up here there's a little parking lot. This is the part that I've never gone past. Why don't we pull off, take a break, and then we'll continue. Well, as we're coming along, Connor's here. I'm trying to describe it for the audience, the people listening. Connor's in front of me on the right. I'm on the left and the area that we're pulling into is off to the right. I keep trying to nudge him into the parking lot, but he doesn't know we're turning in there. So instead of pushing him in there, I go to slow down to go in behind him, almost like Days of Thunder him. Like I go down, he would keep You're going. Drafting. I'm drafting. Yes, Tokyo draft. Tokyo draft. <laughs> um, Tokyo draft. <laughs> I start slowing down. Connor, because I'm slowing down, starts slowing down. I start slowing down more. Connor starts slowing down more. I try and clip behind him, but the front of my tire clips his rear tire. Oh, no. My wheel goes like drastically to the left at a 45 degree angle. And I fly off of this bike. Now, I'm going to describe the initial moments from my perspective. And I'm going to let Connor explain it. Because as I've been told, I am not selling the severity of this situation nearly to the level that it should be. So I'm going to let Connor explain what he saw first, actually. And then I will explain what happened from my perspective. Connor?
0: Yeah. So I'm in front. Jared's behind me. He clips the back of my tire. I feel that and I look behind me, and I see Jared fly over his front handrails, I don't know what they're called, and hit the ground, shoulder first, into the chest, onto the ground. From my angle, does not look too severe, although I know he's going to have a pretty bad bump on his shoulder, but immediately turns over and begins, I don't I don't think the, the word to describe it is gasping for air. For air. It's more like, uh, it, it was a call for life. He could oh, not wow. breathe. He punched himself, what we assume is straightened the solar plex. But to me, as he's trying to gather his breath, it looks like he has punctured a lung, or it sounds like he's punctured a lung. Oh, sounds geez. like maybe he broke a rib, or something has happened to his interior, <laughs> his respiratory system that is preventing him from breathing. And this goes on for about a minute. So as this is happening i'm just standing there we've got families all around us we've got kids and jared sounds like he's losing life like literally not to get too morbid on your generally (laughs) comedic podcast it's all right we've gone
2: we've gone (laughs) dark
0: before it's okay (laughs) Uh, this would be pretty grim though because this felt like it was near the end of between two sterns although as he's as he was going, I did think to myself, "It's a good thing it's called between two Stearns and not between two Jared Stearns, because I would be able to sub in pretty easily." <laughs> Great, during that so you're moment.
2: already you're already thinking it. I ahead. was already. Thank thinking. you,
0: Connor. Thank you yeah. for thinking of the podcast
2: exactly. in the at, at such could. a time that I, that am based in California
1: and you have quite become quite the entertainment and opportunistic. I I, I got to tell you right now, I just rubbing
0: off on me. But no, just just to I mean. Uh, just to reiterate and emphasize how bad it sounded and how bad it was there for a minute. I, I was panicking. There was a part of me that thought, okay, he's going to catch his breath here. But after about 30 seconds and those 30 seconds feel like hours, sure. essentially, you're just like, man, we are on the side of the road on a trail that no cars can get to. And yeah, it did not look good. And might I just add real quick that his bruising was starting to take effect very quickly and the suntan lotion that he had put on uh, created a very pale complexion. <laughs> that created? Also, yeah, you know, like uh, uh, I saw white, and when I saw white, I was like, this is not good. I was like, but is that suntan lotion? Those are the thoughts that are going through your head as you uh, believe is that your brother is dying. Is you know?
2: that is that suntan lotion, or is that just a naturally pallid expression? <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. Or is that the uh, is that the um... He got the breath of God knocked out of him. <laughs> Exactly. Or into him. We're not sure. Because as Jared will tell you, from that moment on, we stopped calling him Jared and started (laughs) calling him Jay. And he's been alive ever since. And it's been three days and
1: counting. So as the tire turns, from my perspective, I go flying off. I hit the ground. I remember hitting the ground and then immediately can't breathe. Like the sound, I can still hear the sound. And it was like, it was like screaming with no air.
0: Like Mm -hmm. there
1: was a high pitched, like, straining sound to scream, but you can't because you have no air coming through. Best way I've described it is if you've ever like, we had a cat growing up named Milo that was like an outdoor cat that loved our family. We kind of adopted it and it would bring us treats, but it would torture these animals that it would bring us as gifts. It's like, not only am I bringing you this rabbit, but I shall slowly torture and murder it in front of you to teach you how to kill your prey because I love you that much because cats are evil, vicious creatures. And the sounds that some of these animals made that Milo brought to the house, that's what it reminded me of. Wow. So I hit the ground and what we assume, so I'll show you a little bit and I will do a video version, but you can see my hand is pretty scratched up. I don't know how good the quality is, but you can see a pretty decent discoloration here. Okay. This on my shoulder is kind of where I came down on it. Okay. So I got, and this is day three but I was wearing a backpack and the backpack pulled my other arm backwards. So when I'm hitting the ground, I'm down here. My one arm is behind me and I'm twisted up a little bit like a pretzel. So I hit the ground and all I know is I can't breathe. I don't know why I can't breathe. All I know is that I can't breathe and I'm kind of tied up in my bag. So I'm like writhing around. I'm screaming completely involuntarily. And it was one of those things where like, I knew I couldn't breathe and I knew that I needed oxygen But I was in pure survival mode because it wasn't like life was flashing before my eyes, it was really just figure out the situation. So like I kind of rolled over and I felt like, to Connor's point, I felt like I cracked a rib and punctured a lung. That's what it felt like, like air was trying to get in but wasn't going anywhere. So I immediately start like grabbing at my chest with my hand to feel around to see if anything's loose or stabbing into me, at which point I hear one of these people standing around in a circle watching me die on the phone, being like 911, yeah, we need an ambulance. Yeah, he's clutching his chest. I think he's having a heart attack. And I was like, Good for you for being observant, but that's not what's happening. I'm trying Wrong. to figure out if everything's in place. Wrong context clues, but right. but, but good on you. I would have told him, but you know, the whole oxygen thing. So sure. 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 I'm sitting so there you, and it's you're like one word, two syllables. <laughs> exactly. I'm starting to do it. I hear, I hear, like, I know how bad it is because I could hear the panic in Connor's voice he's like jared, jared jared and he's like he doesn't want to touch me but he knows that he and like understand of course i am writhing on the ground not able to breathe just gasping during covid so yeah. who's giving me mouth to mouth at this point really if it comes to it sure. like connor's doing it and connor knows absolutely nothing about cpr less what he saw on that one episode of the office i was just about to say <laughs> uh. Stay alive. <laughs> and so Connor's like, kind of like, I, I, I equate it to like him knowing that he might have to do something that he's not entirely sure how to do. So he knows that like where I got hit is where chest compressions would need to be. Because I, what I, we theorize happened is I came down on my hand and that's what punched me in the solar plex. Oh. And that's why my hands all cut up. But ironically, where I got hit to cause the problem is where the solution exists as well, roughly. Well, so- if you if you landed on, on your fist, like you say, yeah. you, you
2: might have you, it was a body weight punch. And, I mean, and probably faster more than your body weight because you had to factor acceleration into it.
1: And the and- fact that I'm a beached whale with the density of a dying star at this point <laughs> is coming <to> full down <laughs> on my head. So the ironic part is that part was of my body was a little tender because I just punched the shit out of it. And so Connor like knows that that's the part of the body that he needs to go to. So he's like kind of lightly tapping it while saying my name. That's what I remember. He's like, Jared, Jared, come on, Jared, Jared, come on. And I'm like, the... now here's the thing. I, I don't want to go deep into this. You and I have talked about this, but it's important for the quality of the moment. We lost a sibling a few years back. You know about this, Caitlin. Love Caitlin to death. Caitlin's birthday was Saturday. 24 hours later, Connor is watching me slowly lose life, writhing on the ground a day after Caitlin's birthday that we celebrated together by getting Cheesecake Factory, which is a tradition in our family. She loved Cheesecake Factory. So like there's trauma on top of trauma in this moment that's occurring. And Connor's just like, Jared, come come on. You can hear it in his voice. He's like, if this is gonna happen, it's not gonna be right here on the side of this goddamn road, 24 hours after Caitlin's birthday. And I managed to get like one, like in my mind, I was like, I need to breathe. And so like somehow something relaxed at one point where I was like, like I was able to get one breath and like Connor was tapping me. Like, he's like, come on, Jared, come on. He's tapping me on the chest. He's like, come on, Jared. I'm like, stop hitting my chest. That's <laughs> the only thing I was able to say. Really hurts. <laughs> and so they end up rolling me onto my back. They put a backpack under my head. They put my feet up. I go, cancel. I'm like, cancel the I can I can breathe. But it must have gone on for 45 seconds at least to a minute, wow. which seems like a lifetime. And yeah. so I'm on my back. I start breathing again. One woman there, like we're in Irvine, California. So thankfully, everyone around us is a doctor. The one woman is a nurse, her husband's a doctor. She's like, he's right up the road. I'm going to text him. He starts jumping on his bike to bike down to check me out. And so like within the next, I'd say 10 minutes, I, I, I was fully in a place where I was like, okay. Like, believe it or not, the thing that hurts the most is the thing that doesn't have any scarring. Like it's not my shoulder, it's not my hand. It's my left shoulder that kind of got pulled back by yeah, should have got wrenched, sure. Backpack. But as Connor puts it, when he was explaining it to Julie, because we'll get to Julie in a second. Connor was like, and in typical Jared fashion, Jared regained his breath and within two minutes was cracking jokes <laughs> because I, I sat up and I looked at the two kids and I was like, always wear a helmet. <laughs> that was the, these kids that are traumatized at this point. Oy vey. But um, then I had to call Julie to... Uh, And I believe we've talked about on the podcast how Julie almost consistently talks about how I'm going to die before her. Have we brought this up yet? Uh,
2: You may have mentioned it, but...
1: Comes up once a week. Because I called her and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know that this happened. This almost happened. She goes, and do you see how 24 hours after we started calling you Jared again, didn't Nasta tell you that the forces of darkness were going to try and kill you again? You are Jr. from now and forever. And I turned to look at Connor, and Connor's like, "I don't know what to tell you, man. You're Jr. at this point. Like I just saw you nearly <laughs> tiled the road." So the good news that came out of this weekend is we finally came up with a way to distinguish the two of us when people are talking to us on the podcast, because there are a lot of people in my circle that are calling me Jr. and are not going back to Jared. Okay then.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say um, to other, to not my Jared, I don't know how I'm going to distinguish you. I don't know how guests distinguish you guys when they're on this, this show, but
2: we normally go with Jared East and Jared West. I love it. it.
0: I'll, I'll throw one better I, at you. Eastern I like and Western. <coughs> yeah. There you go. Love it. You guys. Wow, can take That's it. good. Uh, as it relates to you Eastern, um, the name has been something that's been uh, on Jared's mind as, as, as far as it, as you go, uh, for as long as I can remember, because, I mean, he's been trying to figure out how to separate or differentiate himself from you since the beginning. It was always, how am I going to be Jared Stern, the comedian, when one already exists?
2: Well, he he really overestimated (laughs) my level of success and influence in the showbiz world, because there was enough room for two Jared Sterns.
0: Well, I hope so. I I think it's working now. But I would say like if as far as influence goes, I mean, don't underestimate how much influence you have, because here's this guy you've never met or probably only just met briefly or for only a few uh, texts here and there. But like how much influence do you have on him where he's thinking about changing his name altogether? It's a lesson
1: for your listeners, how
0: much influence you can have on people that you don't know.
1: I went with the route of not doing anything with my career as a way of differentiating myself. <laughs> Jared, even if you're hovering at like a two or a three, uh, zero is still less than virtually nothing. And that's the, okay. that's the big takeaway from all of this. Again, I, I feel like our family, because we've dealt with a lot of, our dad always used to say, and it's a great quote, that you have to you have to lift emotional weight. You can't handle the big stuff all at once you know, dealing with emotional problems, trauma, terrible situations, something our family has dealt with most of our life. And so you lift that emotional weight. The way we do it is we push it deep, 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 deep down and we (laughs) laugh it off. But it still shook me up a little bit what happened this weekend. It was uh, was a pretty (laughs) insane situation. I mean, if if, if a situation can be classified as
2: near death, yeah. Sure. That that would shake one up, I would think.
1: All I ask is that if I do happen to die before you, Jared, then you are respectful at the funeral. I do want you to come to the funeral and all I want you to do without saying a word and you can choose any scene you want, but any dialogue and any motion from any of the Highlanders will do. <laughs> uh,
2: I expect you to bring some sort of There can sword, be only one. And just yes.
1: stand over the casket. <laughs> And, and just, just absorb your quickening, yes. Lightning effect.
0: <laughs> good lord. This got bored. I thought I was know. coming on a Muppets podcast. This
1: yeah, was, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a good discussion that I was expecting. Let's pivot away while we have Connor here to some sort of like positive final thought. Connor, you have been listening to the podcast since the beginning, and honestly, outside of the Muppets and the fact that we have the same name. I was thinking back to it. You have been talked about on this podcast quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. First time, long time, as they say.
2: You know. <laughs> You're a P1. We appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been listening for a while. I'm excited to be brought onto the show. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, I've been talked about quite a bunch. Um, uh, where the actual truth lies and uh, what's been talked about me. Who's to say? Uh, I'm Mazel have- Tov. By the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You know yeah. what he's congratulating you for?
0: Is it our child? Yeah. I yeah, think it's so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Connor, being on the podcast, do you have any questions, any comments, anything for Between Two Sterns? I've got one. <laughs> got one question.
0: Jared. Yes. Have you seen the Muppets movie? Because I haven't heard that get brought up at all. With well, of, Spiegel, I mean, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the Muppet movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, obviously. But I mean, the reason why the movie hasn't been brought up so much is because of the recent availability, the, the newly available streaming classic TV show. But if you want me to talk Muppet
0: movie, don't worry. It's the I talk about. Not to put a target on my back, um, but yeah, that's the only Muppets related content that I've ever seen in my life least knowingly. Maybe when I was younger, I caught Muppets. Like, I'm aware of Kermit, I'm aware of uh, Miss Piggy, but the only Muppets content that I've ever watched, and might I say, I enjoyed it a lot uh, when I did not have high expectations going in, is that Jason Siegel and Amy Abbas movie.
2: Yeah, Muppets. that movie was was fine.
0: It's mean, it, the it, movie it, we're it, talking it, about. Maybe oh. you were referring to a different Muppets movie.
2: Oh,
1: God. Jared, <laughs> I don't know what to it's say. It's all you? of you? I, I expected entire you Stern, immediately entire Stern family. I expected are you to immediately respond and go, which one? I was blown away that you didn't distinguish which Muppet movie. Because it's the Muppet, the Muppet movie is the is the Muppet movie. I'm, I'm
0: excited to go back and watch them after seeing that movie and listening to this podcast. And
2: you you are telling me. Yeah. How how old are you, Connor? 30. You're 30 years old. You're
1: 30? Oh my god. The three.
2: Wow. Okay. So you're young. I'll forgive you. If you've gone through life and not heard rainbow connection, your soul is deficient. You, you, you have not known true joy and imagination. You gotta, that's the you gotta watch the original Muppet movie. Cause all this stuff that's been d- done recently it ain't the same. Yeah. It's it's a good approximation, mm-hmm. but everything that's been done recently is just trying to live up to that. And that yeah. is it's in its best and truest form, is the Muppet movie.
1: The the irony of what you're talking about right now, Jared, is that Connor and I probably have more hands-on experience with Muppets in general than most really? people combine. There, the one of the biggest publications of this Jared Stern was in a little newspaper called the uh, the Bucks County Courier Times, and that was when all four of the Stern siblings me, Connor, Caitlin, the one who passed, and our other sister Ashley worked at Sesame Place in Langhorne, PA. We have oh, all, all of you worked at Sesame Place. All okay. of us. Um, and there was an article written about it because our mother called the newspaper and asked them. <laughs> Do an article about all three of us. This is not an exaggeration. And part of the reason I don't have as much of a career as I'd like is because she is a rock star publicist and I've never been able to live up to that. So in
0: summary, I don't need to see the Muppets. I am the Muppets. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Breath of God. Yes, we're very familiar
1: with Rainbow Connection and all that other stuff.
0: I know Menomino. That's an easy uh, uh, song to remember and kind of stick with you as you're growing up. Um, I feel like I know all the characters even though if I, even if I don't know them by name um, yeah but just have never really seen a show to really know what it's about other than okay. yeah well before I see you in person you need to have watched the Muppet movie
2: it's really okay. it's required it's required viewing
1: Connor um, are you familiar with Beaker or Dr. Bunsen Honeydew?
0: Mm. <clears throat> no i didn't even i didn't even want to try to make it up is beaker one of the uh play-by-play guys or the color Connor, stop
1: guy? for one second jared i've never seen you cry but i thought me pronouncing all of their names the correct way was <laughs> no good, good for you good on not you. even not for even seconds. an acknowledgement <laughs> not a single one driven purely by negative reinforcement every <laughs> time i have screwed those names up just talk down but it's like your brain we no, you see. This- here's
2: the thing no i knew you knew
1: and you were just fucking with me. I didn't know. I had, did you, if you, if we put the raw footage of this up, you will see me consciously trying to think of the name over and over again. I'm like, Beaker Bunsen Honeydew. And then I was like, do I need to write it down? I was like, I don't want to look off screen. <laughs> get it right. Get it right. You got this. And then it was like, I said it and you were like, knew it. Son of a bitch. My bullshit um, yeah. senses
0: are pretty good with Western. And I can tell you that he did not know. By the way, I love
2: the the fact that we are now Eastern and Western. That is, I think it works. That's very funny to me.
1: Thank you, Connor. Um, By the way, Julie told me the other night she was singing a song and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, what are you singing? And she said, that's the Sailor Moon theme song. Mm. You and Jared should watch Sailor Moon and discuss Sailor Moon. And I said, why? And then she said, well, you're doing the Muppets. Why don't you do Sailor Moon? And I was like, because Jared's obsessed with the Muppets. <laughs> I don't know if he's obsessed with Sailor Moon, but I'll bring it up on the podcast. I, 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 I've heard of Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sure if I tried to discuss Sailor Moon with Julie, it would be like you
1: discussing the Muppets with me. You, me, Julie, and Andrea should get on a podcast and talk about Sailor Moon.
2: Well, I can tell you now that Andrea had, it doesn't even know what Sailor
1: Moon is. None of this is going to happen. I have no desire to put a podcast and talk about I don't know anything about Sailor Moon.
2: Although, okay, so I know that I've, I've said in the past that Andrea doesn't listen. She hears my end of the podcast through the yeah. floor. But she, you know, she's gone on a few walks by herself and has listened to the podcast. And, oh, yeah. And she, she has suggestions and things like that. When, when little things happen around the house, she's like, oh, you should bring that up on the podcast. So for her benefit, I will now bring this up on the podcast. We were making a recipe uh, that involved canned stewed tomatoes. In order for for them to work in the the sauce you were making, you had to kind of pull apart the whole tomato thing. Anyway, I'm pulling them apart and she goes, don't they feel like brains? And I said, no. She goes, that's the right answer. (laughs) <laughs> she goes she goes you have to you have to te- you have to you have to te- you have to test your spouse every once in a while because <laughs> if you knew what brains felt like
1: how long have you i would i, I
2: would start to worry i mean that was it
1: that was it got brings up a good point how long have you guys been together
2: uh we're coming coming up on eight years married but we've been dating since 2008
1: does each year, like kind of like how there's anniversary gifts, like there's a wood year and a paper year and a diamond year, is there a different, like inquisitive question year where it's like <laughs> no. rethink like, the braids question? No, this, this was actually the first time she 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 checked to see if I was a serial killer. Um, so yeah, do we have anything else for Connor? Or... I don't think so, Connor. I think you're good to go. Appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you hanging out. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Jared. I mean, like I said, it's
0: been a long time coming and I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, this whole thing
2: has been a long time coming and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, pleasure to, uh, to meet you digitally. Uh, can't wait to meet you in person. Same here. Thanks, Connor. All right. I'll see you guys. So, all right. So I think we need to, yep. now that we've covered the fact that you almost died, And we cover the fact that you're, you know, California is making you very self-conscious. We need to talk about the other Jared Stern in the room. Oh,
1: Mr. Animated Batman movie.
2: Yeah. We've alluded to the fact that there's a much more successful uh, Jared Stern in the ether, in the showbiz ether, Mm -hmm. who has written and directed several animated movies. And so... Can you bring up the article? Which which movie is he is he d-
1: directing? So he appears to be directing. I, I think he wrote and directed Wreck It Ralph. Let me yeah. pull up his resume right now. Uh,
2: I know our name has popped up in the credits of various movies, and I've had various friends and relatives ask me when did I start working in the movie industry.
1: Do you immediately say yes? Do you take
2: credit for it? Uh, I think I took credit for Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so let's take a look right here. He created the show Dr. Ken with uh, Kim Jong. Ken Jong. Ken Jong,
2: not Kim Jong-un, no. Um,
1: That's exactly where my brain went for a second. I
2: I told you I was getting an email meant for him. Yeah. And one of the things was someone who wanted to try and arrange to have Ken Jong at like some fundraiser Mm. or something like that. Um, And that was because they assumed that my email was his
1: email, and that I would have some connection. And he is in pre-production for DC Super Pets, which is going to be yes, this, is, this is what you sent me, which is Superman's dog teams up with a flying cat to stop crime while Superman is on vacation. Awesome. And it is Jared Stern and Sam Levine co-directing. I assume that's the brother of Adam Levine. I don't have any facts to back this up. Sure. Yeah, I'm
2: just he's 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 the he's the sixth guy from Maroon (laughs) Five.
1: That's right. But the real question that I have is this: Do we slow play this? Do we find other unknown Jared Stearns that we invite onto the podcast to slowly interview, creating this weird trend where Jared Stern and Jared Stern interview Jared Stern's. I mean, they do
2: exist. There are several of them. Uh, and I know this because I've searched on Facebook and <laughs> oh, you yeah. and me ain't the only ones.
1: I feel like our fans, viewers, listeners, cohorts, whatever you want to call them, might enjoy a weekly update of us <laughs> attempting to reach out to others. In the Jared Stern universe. <laughs> to, to, to convince them. The multiverse. That's right. Are.
2: Well, so here's, so, so, all right, moving forward. Now that we've, we've had guests on multiple episodes now. Yeah. Next week is going to be your, uh, the relationship. Therapy therapist. with
1: Arielle. She is going to come on and we're going to do a little couples counseling session. Okay. We're going to work out the kinks. What we really want to do is we really want to tighten the screws before we go after this big fish, Jared Stern.
2: Yeah. We want to make sure we're at our, we're at our peak synergy.
1: Yes, yeah, sy- synergy. Before That's we what we this, really yeah. need. Yeah,
2: but yeah. So I think because I definitely think because you know movie production takes a long time.
1: Yeah, it's so coming could... out in twenty twenty two. We've got okay some time. All right. So
2: what I, I think the what the uh, what I think the end game is mm-hmm. for this, aside from getting him on the show, we
1: mm-hmm.
2: need to find a way mm-hmm. to be voices in this movie.
1: One hundred percent. Uh, Yes I I think like a two-headed creature Would do just fine That would be great Maybe a villain sidekick Like a tertiary sidekick Like a two-headed
2: I'd be fine with just even like Just some weird cameo Yeah, something small Two lines, that's it, if that
1: Here's the soft pitch, Jared How would you like your name More times in the credits than?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So after we're we're done with therapy Yep By the way You mentioned that when you mentioned the therapy last week, you Mm -hmm. said we have to go to the therapy to see if we have problems. I I know. Not how therapy works. Have you been to therapy before? Yeah. Have you? A problem. A problem brought me to therapy. It wasn't I just decided, hey, let's go to therapy and find out if there's something wrong.
1: Interesting. So I agree with you that you usually go to therapy when you have an issue, but. Kind of like a yearly checkup with a doctor, I will schedule myself with a therapist to just kind of talk things out and make sure that I'm in a good place. Okay. Interesting. I I worked with a great therapist years ago. Um, His name is Sid. He's like 85 years old. And outside of his incredible resume, where he's done a lot of good work, he was hired by Hugh, Hugh Hefner in his early days before he became a therapist to essentially take care of the girls to make sure that they didn't do drugs or get into trouble when they were kind of off of the actual mansion. This is a true story. And so him helping the girls and like making sure that they stayed on track, he ended up spending a lot of late nights. This is when he was a younger guy listening to their problems and listening to their problems is what made him want to become a therapist. And he was the therapist who got me through a lot of uh, a lot of difficult times. Good guy.
2: So he wasn't already a licensed therapist when he was listening to the to their to, to bunny problems
1: to so the Playboy bunnies. No, he was not. No, but uh, listening to their problems, he was like, "This is what I want to do."
2: Yeah, I want to listen to. <laughs> I, I want hot women to just tell me stuff. I would like I would like half naked women to talk to me incessantly. That's what I would like to do. I need to find I need to find a profession that's going to get me as close to that as possible. And boy, was he disappointed when you showed up on his doorstep.
1: I remember listening to him say this, tell me this story and having almost the exact thought where I was like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'd like to get paid for that too. Yeah, um, <laughs> There's a way to get paid for that. Like the entire therapy session flipped and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I have issues. But like, how did you get this job? Like, tell sure. me about how do you not have a book or a TV series about you?
2: Well, I, th- that sounds like he should,
1: he should be a guest on the show. Is he still around? I, I haven't talked to him in years, but I'd love, to, I'd love to reconnect with him. I'll reach out to him and say that I'm still alive, I'm doing well, and I'm doing a podcast with another guy named Jared Stern. And he's going to be like, of course I know that, Jared. He's an old Jew from New York. Of course I know that, Jared Stern. You've talked about him constantly in the therapy. You're friends <laughs> with him now? Hang on. I've been, I've been brought up in therapy sessions? I have to imagine you've been mentioned. It's okay. an anecdote about my life where I'm like, and then... No, it's not. It's an anecdote about my life. Well, it's an anecdote about our life. It's a shared <laughs> anecdote.
2: <laughs> we do share an anecdote. That's right, we do.
1: A lot of it's like, as Connor said, there was a gra- there was a long period of time where I was considering changing my name on the stage because of you. Yeah. Again, my first experience doing stand up, like in a professional club, was somebody saying that they knew me. Because they knew you.
2: I, I, I can imagine how that would give you a a, a a crisis of
1: identity. You want to know what it was? I, w- I had written down a bunch of names that I would consider changing my name to. And the one that was on the top of the list at that point was Jaden, Jaden Stern. And but again, Jaden Smith was not a person at this point. Like okay. it was just a name that I had the idea for. And I think it was around that time that either Will Smith had his kid or like his kid became like, a thing that people knew about and then it came out that Jaden Smith was his name and I was like yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rename my stage name Will Smith's son's name I I think that this Jared Stern is probably easier for me to compete with rather than Will Smith's son
2: I I shouldn't be the reason anyone changes their name (laughs)
1: uh, unless you're hiding from the law um (laughs) But I think we have a good game plan going forward. I I, I think that we both want to take a moment and just shout out again and appreciate everybody who's listening. You know, you're really staying through these episodes. I know we've been putting out some longer episodes as well. Um, We're playing around with the format. We're adding guests in here, but we do have a goal. And that goal is to get another obscure Jared Stern onto this podcast so you can listen to talk to us so that you can go out and see his animated movie and hear our voices in it as well.
2: Yes end game is to insinuate ourselves into the more successful Jared Stern's life
1: correct we, we want to piggyback similarly to how I have piggybacked off of this Jared Stern success I want us to collectively piggyback off of other Jared Sterns success and then like a rising tide we will raise all Jared sterns up um, as a rising tide raises all parts of the ship including the stern
2: yep. Ah. (laughs) wow wow that was a that metaphor was
1: tortured but
2: it it got there
1: i didn't have that when i started it i I found that i found that midway through that pause that pause that i just took is when i figured that out
2: that's almost good enough to be the out but uh I, i i will say that while you are riding piggyback uh just try not to fly off the goddamn handlebars huh
1: that's a fair point and and that's the type of life advice that you can get right here between at two between turns. two sterns what why'd you say at i don't know i thought we were doing at now oh, get out of here all right fine <laughs> well listen
2: try to stay alive till the next episode and uh we'll see you we'll see you then
1: i'll do my best take care my friend Later.